All right. <clears throat> we are back with another episode of Daddy Issues. I actually don't like when DJs do that. I hate it. It'd be mid-song. We'd be having a good time. I hate it. I was in mid-thrust. What's the point of that? Shut up. Or the explosion, or I don't even like hearing their names throughout the track. No. I mean, I get it, you gotta stamp yourself, but I hate it. Like, remember DJ when mixtapes, yeah, mixtapes no. was the thing. DJ Clue, 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 Clue. We get it. Say that at the, the beginning and be quiet. Right. Right. Or even time. like in the middle piece when like people may come in and they miss the beginning and they might be like, and then you throw something in there real quick though. No real echo. Quick. Just a quick, I did that. You know what I'm saying, and not and, and not over the like the dopest punchline of the song or the, the, the wow. part of the verse where they hit a note that's crazy. Like, don't do it, sneak it in on that right. downtime. Like, we ain't here for you. I'd be mad, man. I'd be like, I get it. You got to brand yourself, but hush, Jesus, hush, man. All uh, up in the video. All up in the video. Still a dad out here. Sincere is frustrated because you know he he's ready for this semester to be over, basically. Oh yeah, and he was just like, man. Um, he he texted me the other day. He was just like, he first of all he asked me, how's it going, Dad? I'm like, it's going. It's, he's just out of nowhere. Just asked how I'm doing. I'm doing all right. You know, he's like, man, this school, man. I don't know. I was like, I'm sure it's got to be frustrating getting pulled out of the system you was just used to. You were getting accustomed to it. You know, you nailed it on the first semester, and then you you got to do the the homeschooling thing. Yeah, do it yourself. University, I get it. And he was just like, I just got to hang in there till May sixteenth, and then whew. I was like, all right, man, the grade's still good. He was like, yeah. I was like, all right, man, hang in there, <laughs> hang in there, man. Serene was talk, talking to me about this. This people just don't listen to me, man. Those as closest to me don't listen. They say they do, then they be like, man. So Serene hits me up. I told him a long time ago on the rap tip. I was like, yo, just use your real name. Oh, yeah. Your, name, that. That's, your name stands out. It's yeah. unique. Just go by your real name. Nah, you know, I'm dude that's certified. You know, I already got the. So he texted me the other day. It was like, Dad, I think I'm going to just go by my, by my name. And I was just like. Oh, that's crazy. That is crazy <laughs> that you that you thought about this all to yourself. And then he was so he was asking me, like, man, but I can't get Serene Baker because somebody on Instagram already got it. And I was just like, you know how to, you know, get it back or something like that? Cause he doesn't even use the page. I was like, I don't even know. And if you find out, let me know. Cause I still yeah, want to. Yeah, you're trying to get your name, right? Man. And so he so he was asking me all kind of options. I was just like, go buy Serene Baker. And he's like, I don't really want to use the last name i was just like all right uh you know and then so he was just you know i, I mean just serene, like, just, serene by itself is a dope rap name that's it that's all serene. it needs serene he's like serene I, I can't just use the serene i was just like because somebody has it oh so oh, i was oh, like oh. i thought they had so the full was, name no they got they got the the serene by itself oh. and i was like just go by serene baker he's like i don't want to use the last name i was like all right and then uh he was like, so I was like, just add underscores after your name. He was just like, you think, or should I do Serene B? And I was just like, just just do what you want to do, though. <laughs> just do what you want to do. Because usually if you add the underscore, it's just going to be Serene. It's just going to pop. 
people ain't going to pay attention to the underscores behind it. And Serene yeah. B can look confusing if you just look at it. And so it's still certified CB right now, so I'm not sure what he's going to do. But it's just like, don't nobody listen to me, man. Can y'all hear Sick that? Of- or is that just me? Hear what? Okay, never mind. It's just me. Okay. It's annoying. But yeah, but that's what's going on with the Baker boys. You know what I mean? I'm seeking your advice, back to back. Yeah. Well, kind of, sort of. I mean, sincere. Just wanted to vent a little bit. Yeah, he was just like, "I'm sick of this." Yeah. Hey, talk to me. <laughs> and then Serene coming to me with the advice that I already gave him. I was just like, "Bro, all right, right, come on, man. What the boys been up to?" They uh, so today, man. <laughs> they they was real quiet in the back playing by themselves, right? And, like, since we've been on quarantine, like I said, I've been way more active, whatever. Because, you know, I might have to get back out there soon enough. Mm-hmm. And so I've been really, like, trying to play with them, whatever. So they was real quiet in the back. I was fiddling around mm-hmm. on my phone, editing some stuff, putting out videos, whatever. And I was like, let me make sure I go give them some attention. So I walk back there. I see they playing with their cards. They having a little game. They talking back and forth. And I was like, hey, guys, what y'all doing? And Keelan was like, Dad, can you just get out? <laughs> It's like, what? He's like, just, just go, Dad. And I was like, all right. I just turned, I just walked out. I, my, my soul was deflated. I picked my wow. mouth up off the ground, and they was they didn't want me to play. The audacity! He, he was like, just and, the, and he said, please. At the end, he was like, Dad, get out, please. <laughs> I was like, it was so polite. It hurt. I was Man, like, wow. Man. So then I went back to my phone. And then after they got done with that game, they wanted to switch games. So then they was like, Dad, you want to fight with us? And I was like, I don't even know. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. I'll, let me think about it. You didn't booted me out the car game. What if I just wanted to play cards? Now you want me to do the physical activity. They right, never right, want right. me to play when it's just them playing with their little men or whatever. Whenever it comes to like sports or fighting, then they want to mm-hmm. beat the hell out of me all the time. I'm like, why well, I got to do the physical stuff? Maybe right. I just wanted to color with you or play these cards too. But I gotta, I'm got i a punching bag. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's basically what Pops is, man. Let's beat Dad up. Yeah. Because low-key, it's a good way for kids to get out their aggression towards you. Yeah. You know, even when you got a great relationship, when you you told them what to do and you had to discipline them, they be holding that each time. <laughs> like, when we used to fight our dad, I used to tear his back in half. You know those bassy, meaty back punches? Yeah. I used to... I used to tag his back up while my while my other brothers was holding the front down. I would come in with the oh with the, with the double back with the Thor's hammer right on his back, and it was like a secret. Like I'm sick of you telling me to go to bed. Bam! So you you get that you can't get that in the card game. Yeah, they be and Kendrick. That's all he want to do is just hit. He just beats everybody. That's all he do. Like we was playing. We was playing Aquaman, and I was supposed to act um, like I got stabbed, and I was like laid up, and Keelan was supposed to be trying to heal, heal me. So he was like, he was like, just lay down, just lay down. And he took out his little doctor kit, and then here come Kendrick. He was like, ah! I was like, I'm already incapacitated, like I'm done. Yeah. Why are you beating me when I'm in the hospital? I don't even think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> and he was just like, ah! so then I had to act like I was dead, and then Keelan was like, Kendrick, I gotta bring him back to life. Just so you could beat me again. Yes. The good old beat down. I miss the beat downs, man. That's what I've been the doing. The good old running around up. the house, the wrestling. I used, I used to use Sincere as a shield all the time against the rain. <laughs> it was a good time, man. You throw somebody in the front, they absorb the hits. Great yeah. time. They, they like we, being tossed around and whatnot. 
It's funny. Big time. Yeah. We got we got a guest today, as y'all can see. Uh, yeah, he's been sitting there. <laughs> he's been <laughs> sitting there. Just no chilling, intro. Just taking it back. I don't want to interrupt the flow. You know. Yeah. Just you know we we. We talk our dad stuff in the beginning. Sometimes we just go off topic, which I enjoy. Because um, I ain't got much kids stuff to talk about, to be honest with you, because they didn't they didn't pass me by. Uh, we got Dr. Donald Brown in the building. Thank you. you know Thank you for having me. Hey, man, thanks for pulling up. What are now, for the people that don't know you, what are you a doctor of? So I have my training in general psychiatry and forensic psychiatry. Oh, wow. Forensic psychiatry. What is yes. that? So forensic psychiatry is basically any interaction between mental health and the law. So when, say, a person were to commit a crime or allegedly committed a crime and mental illness had something to do with that crime, mm-hmm. they would hire me to evaluate that person and then write a paper or testify in court my opinion whether you know, a multitude of questions can be asked based on that. So if they were insane at the time of the crime or something else, then that's when I would come in. Are you, are you judging their, like, is it up to you to say whether they insane or not? Or So I just offer my opinion. So it's basically evidence in their case. It could be Uh, either for them or against them and the lawyers, whoever appoints me or if the court appoints me, then that's my capacity. You know what? Right. What what's uh, forensic defined as? Because a lot of times when I hear forensics, I think yeah. of they checking the bullet hole to see <laughs> if it was fired from here, and then when it entered the victim, what is forensics? The definition yeah. of that. So basically, forensics is like anything to deal with a specific field, but it has to do with the law or anything related to the law. So like forensic pathology, looking at blood samples and blood smears, Mm. things like that. Um, They have all types of specialties in in medicine. You can be an ER doc, you can be a neurologist, neurosurgeon, anything where something that happened in that crime and you need an expert to basically Mm. um, simplify a point for you because a neurosurgeon, like you don't know, a lot of people don't know what happens with neurosurgery. So you need a neurosurgeon to kind of break it down and say, blah, 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 this happened, blah, 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 to basically explain complicated things to the jury or to the court. And that's all forensic, just an expert in law stuff. Just an expert in their field as it relates to law, essentially. Gotcha. You got kids? No, I don't. Um, I am married. I've been married since August of last year. And, oh, uh, you're new in the game. Yeah, I'm new, new in the game. Fresh, fresh marriage. I'm a rookie out here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we could give you some forensic advice <laughs> yes, on please. marriage. Please, definitely. You, uh, <laughs> this is your street. rookie year. Rookie year, right here. How you liking the first year? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, uh, so we started living with each other a little bit before we were married. And, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot. A lot of people say, yo, yeah, once marriage happens, things will change. But to me, it's been the same, if not better. So I've loved mm-hmm. it so far. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't always believe it changes either. as soon as you get married. <laughs> Everybody be saying that. I'll be like, where? I don't believe I, there's, I don't zero, there's literally no difference right now. So we get a tax break. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get better benefits <laughs> when you're married. <laughs> exactly. Because they know, like, okay, just wait. You know, the longer it yeah. goes on, let's get these benefits now. Right. We'll see. Because, you know, oh, when no. you get divorced, <laughs> it could go to shit badly because of the marriage. But yeah. coming in, <laughs> it's benefit city. Yeah. It's I think, benefit I think, city. I, I think the bitter voices are just louder than the happy ones. Yeah. 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 Like, and that's in any situation. People like the negativity. Like, even if you look at somebody reading their comments online, right? 
99 of the comments would be like, man, you hilarious. You, But people would love to harp on the one that said you ain't funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? It's just the, the, the negativity is just louder. I don't know why people focus on that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what it's like for people that generally encounter negativity to where even the stuff they post is generally negative comment. And then they get the one positive and they just like, oh, my God. Look at what this person said. I am, I am valued out here as a yeah. horrible human being. Maybe it's just the rarity of it. I don't know. But you're absolutely right, man. That negativity sticks out. I don't get it. Resonates. Somebody, somebody hit me the other day and it actually made me feel really good. They were like, uh, you're one of the few people I follow that don't give any energy to people who leave negative comments. Mm-hmm. You only respond yeah. to us who are like showing you love or trying to, you know, be cool. I was like, because nine times out of ten people are trolls and they just want attention. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, go get it some go get it from your daddy. I'm no. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing it. Like I just you hear you hear just be like, look at me, look at me. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I refuse to do it. Not, not, not like it, like because it hurts or anything. Just like because I know what you're here for. Right. I'd right. rather focus on the people who are here to have a good time because that's what I'm trying to do. Have a good time. Yeah. That's kind of how so, you have to do it. So how long you been doing what you've been doing, Doc Brown? So um, I finished residency in uh, 2018, and for the, mm-hmm. about the past year and a half. I have uh, have two practices. One, I do my own private forensic psychiatry practice, and then I'm an inpatient doctor at a state hospital uh, in California. Oh, wow. So, so since yeah. you have a private practice, that means, um, so like if they need you for a case or whatever, they just come to you directly as opposed to going through the normal hospital channels? Yeah, so it can, I can I can be appointed a multitude of ways. So one, mm-hmm. yes, they can email me or call me directly and say, hey, I have this client. Um, I have a question that needs to be answered based on so-and-so. Are you available? And then I can choose to take their appointment based on my availability or what they're asking. But I can also get appointed directly by the courts. There's actually mm-hmm. a separate mental health court um, for Los Angeles County that I'm affiliated with. And sometimes I get assignments directly from the court. And then okay. I can go that way. And you do you you have to do it for both sides, right? Prosecution yeah. and defense. Yeah. Do you so, ever feel like, oh, <laughs> damn it? <laughs> so it depends. It's like generally where I focus right now, um, specifically for time's sake, because I am doing it part time, is just competency to stand trial cases. So basically what that means, if someone's able to understand what's going on with their charges, the court, like who's a lawyer? What does a judge do? things like that. And then also being able and willing to help their lawyer with their defense. If they don't fulfill these two criteria, then they're declared incompetent, meaning they don't understand what's going on. So it's not fair to sentence them or to have a a trial because they wouldn't understand. And so it's my job to see if what's determining that, if it's due to mental illness, is it due to drugs, is it due to education, so on and so forth. And then I- How high do you have to be for it not to count? Cause like if I got a case against me, I'm gonna get loaded. Yeah. So that depends. So certain substances do mimic certain mental disorders or bring about certain mental disorders that you're already predisposed to. So if it's one day you just got really really messed up, drank whatever, and you came out and you were just disturbing the peace or something, and at the time you're intoxicated, but now when I'm speaking to you, maybe it could be a couple weeks later, and you're all you know you're coherent and everything then you would be determined confident. So ah, they wouldn't work. So you got, you got to play it all to where... So you got to stay loaded. Of course. Yeah. Try. 
Judges, what is, what is that? You got to stay oh. in the pocket the whole time. Exactly. I'm Trust Jesus me. Christ. I'm Jesus Christ. Yep. Get it so all when somebody the asks you a question like, are you ready to stand trial? I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what the yeah, member yeah. of the group High Five did. He, he murdered his girlfriend and he started saying, I'm Jesus Christ, I'm Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So they they judged him unfit to to stand trial. So he was yeah. in a psychiatric hospital. But of course the family's like, man, he's faking it. You yeah. know? He was like, I'm Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, yeah. you weren't Jesus Christ in the group singing the kissing game. Now you Jesus out here? Man, come on, man. But would yeah, you so- rather be in a psych ward or jail? Oh, oh, coming from the from the, the uh, perpetrator, throw me in that psych ward. Yeah. I'm going to play my role. If I know I'm going to be found guilty, yep. oh, man, I'm, I'm Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just going to do this all day, just try to touch you like <laughs> they do used to work. Man, come on, man. Don't bring that up. I'll stay in the pocket. I'll be a nutcase the whole time. <laughs> Bro. But you can try because... First of all, one part of it is just the interview, but also we look at the police report, like what happened leading up to it. I might talk to family. I look at your medical records. I do a bunch of things. I talk to deputies who see you every single day. So you might fool me with that interview, but the rest of that stuff needs to match up too. What if you snapped? That's possible too. That's possible. So that's why you need like, literally when I'm doing my research or when I'm doing my evaluation, I evaluate the person, but also like to get a step-by-step narrative that led up to that situation. So say a person had a lot of stressors happening at once, maybe their family member died, they lost their job and so on and so forth. And then that morning, their mother noticed that they weren't sleeping for the past three days and then something happened, boom. Then I would use all that information and say, okay, maybe it is possible that they snapped due to all these stressors leading up to this. Okay. But if you and were you just can, out here normal and then right. started acting different, I'd be more hesitant. Do you ever, I'm sure you come into it with no no personal feelings, no biases. Yep. You just come in like it's whatever. Um, do you know of any any people that's in your field who, who come in with those biases? Um, unfortunately, we all have biases. Some people mm. let those biases affect their decision making. I'm not saying I know specifically people who do that, but I do yeah. know of situations where that has happened, where you empathize with someone or you're being manipulated by someone, or mm. maybe even the counsel of that person is saying, hey, why don't you lean more this way so we can get this kind of deal for this? No, you have to be purely objective. And I do have my own biases, but I never let them get in the way. Gotcha. When you feel them creeping up, you be like, all right, hey, 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 man. Nah, nah, man, I don't care about the story. <laughs> Even the though. <laughs> I know I can never, I can never, I, I tip my hat to anybody who's involved in any kind of law, anything. I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Because I know my biases is coming out. <laughs> hey, man, we got a white male guilty. He's guilty. He did it. <laughs> but we didn't even, he did it. <laughs> I know I would. And that and, would. and Keon's reaction is this is why we don't trust <laughs> law enforcement. Because the, yeah. the bias Keon has, they have that bias too. And that's why I have it. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it's a scary situation, man. That's why people don't trust law enforcement. It's and true. judges. 
Because they come yeah, in with that bias. Because I, I know I would. And I heard that crazy mm-hmm. stuff don't work even when you're trying to get out of jury duty. Like, people have done it and they'd be like, nah, you doing this damn jury duty. If we, <laughs> Jesus, good. sit your ass down with your <laughs> disciples over there and you take I'm this Jesus jury. Christ. <laughs> yeah, sit down with the disciples. It's 12 of y'all. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> oh, so, so the last supper will be a good That would be a good Last supper. Yeah, yeah, I heard it doesn't work. Because I thought about it all the time. I'd be like, what am I going to do to get out of this? Man. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I probably would what? just do that. I probably would tell the truth. I'd be like, Your Honor, if they black, they innocent. If they white, they guilty. Throw the, what use what the bigotry card. Use, use the, the bigotry, bigotry card. What you want to do? Huh? You want me on this? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, when you when you go in for jury duty, you don't know about the case beforehand, right? No. I don't know. I I, I never went. They, I well, never, it depends. I never been. It depends if there's like news coverage or how how, how high profile the case is. But mm, okay. generally they don't know. Cause I, I would want to fake fake my bigotry card, but then it'll be it won't be in my favor. Like I hate all whites. Good, cause this is black on black case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm up in the court. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> but you need that inside track so you can play your hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hate blacks. Good. This is a Yugoslavian case against oh, Yugoslavians. Ah, oh, man. Know nothing. <laughs> Maya, what you got going on over there on the laptop credentials? I don't want to get anyone in trouble with the misses, the new misses. I'm just asking a question right now okay. about coronavirus and the family. Did you hear about when the Malaysian government gave advice to wives as to how to keep their marriage stable? No. No, I didn't hear that. They of came course out- we didn't hear it, Maya. Of course we didn't hear it. <laughs> How, how, how would we hear this? Do it look like we keeping tabs on the Malaysian situation? Okay, I'm going to tell you then. She okay. said like it was yes. common knowledge. Like I'm an Egyptologist again. Right. I'd be knowing the most obscure thing. Did you hear about Did the you hear about? No. In the starburst? No. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the government of Malaysia came out with some advice for women on how to stay, keep their marriage intact during the quarantine. And it included Mm. to dress up even when they're staying inside and to avoid nagging their husbands. Mm. Now, no, no. They've since apologized and taken it down. (laughs) But do you guys feel, especially the doctor here, do you feel that how important do you feel it is for men and women to keep up appearances when we don't have to? Man, first of all, if we in the house, why are we wearing (laughs) naked every day? Why are we wearing clothes? I don't need you to dress up. I want titties in my face all day. I don't need no clothes. I don't need no dress up. And as far as the nagging, you shouldn't be doing that anyway. In the house, out the house. Just don't be nagging people. That's annoying. I'm with with Keon on this because uh, ain't nothing sexier to me than just a wife beater. That's some shit. A wife beater with no bra, that no. beats any type of going out dress or any type. <laughs> that wins every time. You get three a different wife beaters. A wife beater no bra <laughs> is cream of the crop with sex appeal for me. Because you get the so nipple you, pop, the areola, and side boob. That's the side three boob and the, oh. Three piece. Bro. Why do <laughs> I need her walking around in heels and like, nah, I'll be like, why are you... We in the living room. Yeah, what are you doing? You look like you're trying too hard, niggas. We ain't going nowhere. 
And then that's more Wait, clothes for me to wash. I don't I don't want to wash more clothes. <laughs> Why Doc Brown, Brown, what's your bro? take? Oh, my bad. Well, I mean, Doc- although I do agree, in my professional opinion, it is important to keep up some type of appearance um, because it is there is a connection between um, not having some kind of daily routine, not having some kind of upkeep that can actually increase your risk of developing depression, anxiety, and other organic mental health disorders, especially when you're in a mode where you can't leave the house, you can't change your situation, and you're just, the day-to-day is almost monotonous. So it is mm-hmm. every once in a while, switching it up, making sure you, you know, staying fit, staying healthy in some way. But besides that, 100% agree with both of you. But what 100%. if, what if, like, you like that appearance and you gassing that person up. Like they walk around with the white beater. You see them Yolas, you be like, you looking good again. <laughs> She's like, oh, do I? You know what I mean? You, you like, yeah. For your so mental wondering. health, yes, that's good. But we have to consider our significant other's mental health in that situation as well. If it gasses them up, I agree. Yeah, like 100%. what if she getting gas? She's like, oh, these old things? And she takes it out and shows you these? That's definitely something Sabrina 100%. would do. Yeah. If I say, I like with you, oh, okay. She, <laughs> she'd be doing that all the time. So, but oh, for I me, agree. me personally, like I, I don't need the, uh, you know, uh, that's not really linked to me getting down. It's like me being in the house and not having to get dressed. I'm like, cool. You know, I'm just cool. Probably because I got a lot going on within the confines of it. And yeah. I'm pretty much self-contained anyway. So... But I guess I can understand, like, like you said, like, you know, people do like routine and do like people. People really do like having stuff to do, mm-hmm. stuff to do, whether even if it's not work, they just like having to go somewhere and to get dressed and to, you know, yeah. do something. So I get that. Exactly. So, I mean, it's sometimes it's important, especially if this unprecedented situation, we have to take our minds off of this major thing that's affecting the whole world. And part mm-hmm. part of doing that is maintaining routine, not resorting to chronic alcohol, drug use, not resorting to sleeping all the time and all these other things that uh, yeah. can get us more down and more in this monotonous type situation. So yeah, want to yeah. kind of avoid that. Now the nagging part though. Yeah. The <laughs> naggery, that's a whole yes, different why? ball game, you know, cause that, that can happen at any moment, especially when like, you know, some people are irritable. Some people are like, you know, cranky at any given so it's like, man, bruh, you know. So when you're confined with that person and you know they're irritable, so it's just like, but then you want to communicate too, but then <laughs> you get irritated immediately. It could be tough. Yeah, and now they're walking on eggshells trying not to, you know, set you off. Exactly. So, I mean, that's encountering in a lot of homes today. You know, even the most well-adjusted compatible pair are going to argue more because they're just in this space and you can't mm-hmm. escape. And Sometimes I'll so, be wondering what is nagging though. Like if you just that? being if you just being an asshole, like you just trying to pick fights. But I feel like if it's something like that somebody has asked you to do repeatedly time amount of time, you're not doing it, they're not really nagging you. You need to do what the hell you're supposed to do. That's that's why I was coming to Chaz. Yeah, and I mean, Chaz like be calling me a nagger. I'm like, no, you never did. You keep doing yeah. what I said is a problem, you keep doing it. That's not nagging. That's just like, can you please do what I asked you to do? Yeah, that's that's not, especially now, like in the home, yeah, that no project excuses. that all the husbands and fathers been putting off. You know, we 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 got to do them now. The garage, <laughs> the gutters. I didn't did all that shit. I didn't want to do it, but I was like, hey, 
I ain't got no excuse. I ain't going no, nowhere. Let me clean this. Was she asking good. you to do it though, or was was it just something you wanted to get done? She was asking me, but oh, you know man. we ripping and running. I was like, I ain't got time for that. But now I'm here. Yeah. I did. I did all of it. I cleaned the garage. I scraped out the gutters at the grass because we, you know, in the in the backyard, the grass, you know, the water got to drain somewhere. Well, you could unscrew those drains and clean those out. So I cleaned that mm. out. I clean. I got to clean the roof gutters for when it rains next. But I'm like, I ain't doing that. I'm like, I don't mind. Like, I'm here. I just right. don't like, I don't like doing outside stuff when I'm already in my, when I've already showered in, in my regular clothes. I don't like doing out stuff. So oh, yeah. most of the time yeah. we shower because we about to go out to these comedy clubs and stuff. And that starts earlier. So once I shower, I'm like, I'm not doing, even though my show ain't till eight, I've already right. showered and got dressed. I'm not, I'm not going out there. And then mm-hmm. I got to start my process over. I'm not doing that again. Doc Brown, you got nagging situations at the crib? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I gotta I gotta I gotta admit to my loving wife, I've been I'm the nagger in the situation. I'm more impatient, and that's just one of my major flaws, is I'm a very impatient person. So Me too. I know I can be more nagging, especially considering this, but you know, now considering the times I've been checking myself more often and, you know, making up for it and stuff like that. But is it hard yeah. for you to be in a relationship with your profession? Like, do you ever hit her? Like, do she ever do something? Oh, you'd be like, well, in my professional opinion. <laughs> and then she'd be like, oh, shut the hell up. What's your professional opinion? <laughs> like, is it hard to separate? Like, you come at her like, well, actually, I've studied this and uh, you're wrong. In yeah. my professional opinion, and then she just pissed off. Not gonna lie, when I'm in an argument, I'm going to the professional opinion. <laughs> <laughs> ten times out of ten, I'm going to that. You got uh, to. You got to. I you mean, spend a lot of money on that professional opinion. A lot of money, a lot of years, a lot of a lot of research. <laughs> like, you know, uh, sorry, professional. Right. But uh, no, I'm, most of the time, not on duty. When I go home, I try to not even talk about medicine. I try to not talk about anything. I try to separate myself from it because, you know, when I'm on the job, I'm 100% on and it can be taxing. So I'd like to have a balance. That That's good. Balance. You want to bring that crap home? Yeah. Right. I mean, not calling what you do crap, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, bring your work home. Is it hard for you to watch shows sometimes, like oh. SVU or Forensic Files? Because you're like, no doctor would do that or something like that. <laughs> All the time. What's even worse is, like, I'm a huge movie TV buff. I watch like every TV show, every movie. So like yes. I'm the person always predicting like, oh, based on this person's trace, this is going to happen. This person's a bad guy. Oh, wow. like, oh. So like a lot of movies I like are the unpredictable movies. Like it's like, oh, okay, they flipped it and the more psychological movies. So yeah, okay. a lot of times based on what you're saying, Keon, I do that too. But mostly it's just the mannerisms and personalities of people, the way they're written. I get kind of upset when it's not, Fitting the character. Like, why would you do that? That's not what that character would do. Stuff like that. Oh. What is what does your wife do? So she's also a doctor. She's family medicine. Oh wow. Um, we yeah. we're doubling up on the my, my professional up. opinion. Right. Your arguments must be <laughs> She's firing right back on oh, my professional opinion. <laughs> you ain't got oh. enough vitamin D in your system. And that's why I you're like, stupid. I feel like they be pulling books out, me and argument. Well, if you look at chapter six on page one seventy six, well, I got books too, nigga. And then she going in there. <laughs> oh yeah. I never said I won my professional opinion argument. She be giving me I give her a jab, she give me an uppercut. So Man. We, we went through the same schooling, so it's about the same. We go back and forth with it though. Two but doctors yeah. in there. I, I will admit too, I'm the nagger in this situation. Sabrina's not really naggy, but like, you know, I'm I'm the one 
I would say out of us too. You know what I mean? I'd be like, you going to finish this? Because Sabrina will start something and not really complete it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we'd be dealing with that and stuff like that. So I'd be like, ah, I hate to say something. But and I'm the type of person that I have to say something. Yeah. Is it something just that... just be bugging me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it a thing that started no, that's something my like... Soul. Yeah, is it something that's like... I nag on the cleaning. That's my my thing. I nag on it. Like, whose stuff is this? Pick up your stuff. <laughs> with, with the kids and her, all day I'm just like, whose stuff is this? Yeah. Pick this up, <laughs> clean this up. That's my nag thing. It's just like, what, what, why y'all... If you just hang it up, you wouldn't have to fold it like that. I'll be, I'm that person. I'm the complete opposite. Uh, she nags me on that stuff. So like cleaning and all that. I When I get home, I literally just like to decompress and just turn my mind off. And sometimes I do neglect like the day-to-day chores. So I'm working more on that. And that's where she nags me. Stuff that I know I need to be nagged on. But like my stuff to her is like little stuff. So I know that's something I need to fix. Yeah, the nag, the nag isn't bad if you know in your heart you need to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the yeah. Time. Oh, like, yeah. People, people be fighting the nag, but it's like, but you know they right. You know. Yeah. You, know you know they right. You're right. I don't fight nothing. Like, I'll be like, yo, get, get on my ass. And when she do, I'll be like, you right. And then, you know, <laughs> I'll take it well. I do for my ego. I put up that fake resistance. Like, why are you telling me to do that? Like, not, nah, but yeah. But I know I'm in the wrong. So, do y- do y'all talk talk about work a lot with each other with your respective so, careers? Yeah. Um, if it's something interesting pops up with my career, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, she tends to tell me more about her day than mine because, like me personally, I really don't like to talk about work. But mm-hmm. you know, we talk and interesting cases she sees. So she does telemedicine. So she works from home. So she actually started doing telemedicine pre-COVID. So now it's like blowing up. Like she's working. Oh, she was ahead of the game. Yeah, she was ahead Mm -hmm. of the game. So she sees interesting things every day, like um, essential workers that have been sick and warning me about such and such things. Like, so we talk about like stuff related to COVID a lot. Okay. So what's, what's more involved and more depth with telemedicine? So basically what it is, the company she works for, um, you can use insurance, but you can also pay like a year, uh, annual fee. I forgot what the figure was, but, um, basically you can access, access it from your phone, your laptop, wherever. And, um, their company she works with now, they actually have contracts with specific employers. So with that employer, they can go to work and on their lunch break, they can see a doctor or something like that. Are they so, like FaceTime or something? Yeah. It's like basically like zoom, like what we're doing right now. So Basically, what so she they'd does. Be like, I got this areola problem. My <laughs> husband's been looking at it. She's be. So yeah, they take pictures. So they do okay. take pictures and do videos and things like that. It is HIPAA compliant, so it's not like not encrypted, not where anyone could just pop in and see. But yeah, um, okay. yeah it's mostly it's confidentiality. That yeah, and so like when there is something like they can't handle over telecommunications, then they tell them to go to urgent care, tell them to go to the hospital, something mm-hmm. like that. But so she's like a professional WebMD. Essentially. But like yeah. a real but she, Yeah, but she also prescribes. If you need medication, she'll send an e-prescription to your local pharmacy, wherever you are in the country. She's licensed in all 50 states. So she this sees people dope. from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's a real WebMD. And you don't have mm-hmm. to be freaked out making up your own assumptions. Oh, my God, Because exactly. people go down the rabbit hole and well, they Listen. Like, I cough no. one time, I got AIDS. And it's like, how did you get there? <laughs> it, is the every it is every time. I got cancer every time I look something up. I got stage four cancer. Every time. 
I'm like, man, I can't do this no more. But I'll be wanting answers, you know? Yeah. I'm the opposite. When I look stuff up, I always look for the least, like the least thing. I'm like, oh, that's probably what it is. Like, yeah. I don't go down, like, especially with the kids, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like do I take them in or not? Or So, like, uh, Keelan had been saying his leg was hurting. His leg was hurting, his leg was hurting, his leg was hurting. And I, he was saying it in the middle of the night. And I'm like, damn, I hope you don't have, like, a blood clot. Like, at first I went to the dark oh, place. Know. And then I looked it up again and said, kids around four start getting pains because they're having growing pains. I was like, oh, he's just about to be tall. And I went to sleep. Yep. Like, as soon, as soon as I saw that one, I passed out. I was like, oh, I can sleep now. So I was so like, what'd you, what'd you tell him? Like, just lay down, you're getting taller? Yeah, like, I was like, what'd I was what'd like lay tell? down. Because his, his thing, he want to be tall so bad. Like, the reason why uh-huh. he eats spinach every day because he wants muscles and he wants to be tall. Like, that's his thing. Okay. So I was like, oh, you'll be fine. It's just you growing. He was like, oh, okay. And he went to sleep. And I went to sleep because I was like, cool. But at first I was like, we're going to have to chop his leg off. It's over. It's just blood clots. Like I was panicking. And then I was like, oh, he's just having growing pains. All right. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time, especially like when you say going to WebMD, a lot of symptoms intermixed with different conditions. And you're thinking it's the worst because you never experienced something like this before. And mm-hmm. so you get that all the time. You get people self-diagnosing you, coming to you. Before you even ask your questions, they yeah. know what it is. Just give me this med, and that could be frustrating too. Oh, raise your hand. Yeah. Well, no, not oh. not necessarily. I'm I'm that, but I'm kind of like you know, I have an idea of what it might be just based on like research or whatever. And then I come in. It's like with my dizzy spells right now. I'm not getting real answers on you know what's causing it. So I'm just like, and I've been going everywhere. So it's just like man. And then have- when you come in. Huh? Oh, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. And then when you come in, it's like, you know, um, I come in and it's always hard to describe exactly what you're going through because everything can't be described. Like, you know, I feel this way. You you, you describe it as best you can. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I feel like I'm not describing everything 100 percent clearly and accurately uh, trying to convey it. But I'm just like, oh, yeah. One of the, the the thing that they tell all doctors, the most important thing for any doctor is getting a good history. If you don't have a good history, you don't have anything. So mm-hmm. part of you know what we tell our patients is, yes, it's important to bring up the symptoms you have now, but it's very it's equally important, if not more important, to bring up past symptoms. What happened about a couple of weeks ago? Did this happen? Did this happen? Um, because a lot of times, a lot of disease processes follow like a step-by-step process, and we could be ruling out things that we shouldn't have because we didn't have that history, that part of the history. So. Sometimes like keeping a diary of symptoms or, you know, having that knowledge is good. I actually prefer when my patients come to me with like accurate symptoms, accurate time periods. This is what happened in this because that helps me. But if when you're just throwing everything at me and telling me what it is, it doesn't really help me. Sometimes that it history, can, though. but yeah, that history is important. Like if you have a that family history, history then that can Yeah. Happen. And history would be freaking people out sometimes, though. Because, like, I yeah. remember one time I had a urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. But based on history, when I was rolling the dice in these streets, I had AIDS. I had chlamydia, <laughs> AIDS, gonorrhea. I had everything. And I just had a year. But in my mind, he's like, what's your history? How many partners? I was like, oh, God, this is it. Like, I, I freaked out. He's yeah. like, you just got a bladder infection. But in my mind, I had, once I started talking about that history, uh, I was, that was it. I was, I, I was on my deathbed. I wish I could be the real Doc Brown and just erase history, but but nah, we got <laughs> we got to bring we got to bring that history. The history has been done. The history's been done. We can't change it. What else going on, Mike? Well, the governor. Well, in the small village of Croatia, 
there's a oh, small family that only eats rice. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about the no? <laughs> it's not Croatia. It's Kenya. Okay. Okay. Closer. <laughs> Africa. Uh, I've heard of Kenya. Heard of yeah. Okay. Uh, Great Nairobi. Nairobi. The, exactly. The governor of Nairobi, Mike Sonko, oh. has sent out care packages <laughs> to all of his people, and they include food and oh, yeah, Hennessy. Hennessy. Uh, oh, I saw I did see this. Story. You saw it? Yeah. Well, once, once there's an article on giving away free Hennessy, I was all in. <laughs> so I did see this. So, Doc Brown. <laughs> What's happening? Is Brandy going to help me with coronavirus? Not with the original attention of, you said the governor or president? The governor of Nairobi. Governor. Yeah, not what he intends for Hennessy to be used. So he's basically saying drinking Hennessy will kill the virus. It's not true. None of the studies published, CDC, WHO, they all say that's not true. But any liquor that's 80 proof or above, which means 40% alcohol content, there have been some studies saying that you can use it as a last ditch sanitizer. So if you were to go in your, like, your local grocery stores, you'll notice that all the grain alcohol is sold out. Because a lot of people no, are using it, it. Oh, it isn't? No, I'm going oh. to Costco getting bottles. Stock it up. Stock up on it. I got this 92 fruit stuff, and we've been making hot toddies. I've been loaded every night, but yeah. I feel great. <laughs> well, stock up feel on it. You, fantastic. sanitizer can be used. That's what they're saying. Last ditch. So this is yeah. not going to kill the bacteria or the, the virus in my throat? No, it actually it's going to do what alcohol does, which damages, damages a lot of organ systems, causes It'll get a lot you of drunk. Erosion. That too. <laughs> but uh, it'll cause more harm than good. And, all, and actually it'll lower um, your immune response. It actually doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have uh, desirable effects on like certain white cells. White cells are the blood cells in your body that fight infection. So mm. it actually damages some of those. So alcohol can actually be worse for you if ingested. Chronic, what about like, keeping people sane? Is it going to make you more sane during this whole thing? So alcohol does hit certain transmitters that do help with anxiety, specifically GABA. Um, but again, the, the negative effects of alcohol far outweigh the positives. It can help yeah. with anxiety, but it does have all these other negative effects. So it can That's actually it. make you more insane. Yeah, it can. <laughs> so people are people, man. People been leaning on this drinking alcohol as a crutch then. Like, nah, it's just to take a load off and, you know, make it make it better. But yeah. it's really making it worse internally. I do I do feel like though if people do that, like uh any anything you do when you like escaping from something, I'm like, then it's a problem. Yeah. Like people be like, Oh, do you smoke or you drink? And I'm like, I've done both, I do both, but it's for a good time, not because I'm like, I ain't feeling good today. Let me escape. But, you know, maybe I just want a few extra pumps in the bedroom. That's it. So let me take this <laughs> shot of hand. You know, that's it's for good times. It's for good times. A few extra strokes. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for a lot of people, it does have that effect. But again, when you have increased risk of like family history of alcoholism or if you have other medical conditions like cancer in your family or anything else where immune system and all it affects every major organ in your body in a negative way. Mm. So when you're using too much or using for too long a time, it's going to have those negative effects, but in the short term, it can help. It can be used as a crutch can be used as escape. Like you just said, Keon, but majority of people, it won't. Unfortunately. You, uh, you drink. I do. I do drink. 
What's your drink, drink of choice? choice? Oh, hey. <laughs> so I'm a Crown Apple Sprite guy. First of all, the Crown Apple is delicious. Yeah. You can Crown drink Apple it by itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crown Apple Cranberry Coke Sprite, but yeah, straight up all the time. I've become a bourbon guy as I've gotten older. Yeah. Bourbons with like the heart. The, I used to think it was horrible. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, this is, I'm okay with this. Oh, yeah. I got away from the stuff that tasted good and just like, because the overly <laughs> sugary, delicious drinks, I used to tear those up, but I'm like, I don't, I don't want that no more. If you talked to me a decade ago, I was uh, Stoli or Smirnoff flavored vodka. And oh, yeah. I used to yeah. love Smirnoff yeah. ice. That yeah. was my Smirnoff ice. When I would get a six pack of Smirnoff ice and call it a day, man. That used to be my. I don't like the judgment on those drinks either. Like, why? Because we, yeah. we're men, all of a sudden, your drinks got to be nasty. We right. don't have the same taste buds because we dudes now. Uh, you right. can't, like, every time, because I used to drink rum and pineapples. And every time I order oh, yeah. one, people would be like, oh, you want that with a side of vagina? And I'm like, yes, I do, actually. Thank you. Like, why, why can't pride. we drink? Yeah, why we can't we drink something that tastes good? We always got judged for the fruity goodness, yeah. man. It they tastes good. delicious. And I don't it did know the why job. we can't have stuff. Yeah, I got to the same the job. place you did. Like, I did. And it tastes good. Like, and we were drinking with women because they like it. So I'm over here while you pounding gasoline with that dude with the gun. <laughs> yep. I'm over here with Sheila like, oh, you want another uh, rum and pineapple? Wait, or two more. Feeling like, great. We <laughs> had a good time on the fruity drinks. We smiled yeah. for no reason. Like, yeah, yeah, you know I've saying? never understood why guys have to drink pure gasoline to be a man. Like, this is pure. disgusting. Yeah. Pure gasoline. Moonshine. That, yeah. Oh, have you had moonshine? Moonshine is, is amazing, though. I like uh, moonshine. Trying to take it, I was like, <laughs> man, it'll clean out your carburetor, your engine. Ooh. Why are we drinking this? I remember in college, we was taking, it was my boy's birthday. We was drinking 151 out the bottle. Yep. And that then we had a that. shot of Everclear. Like, why? That will kill you. I think that's a, college college drink. Drink. that's a college drink because I started out with Everclear. That was the like, first time I drank. What are we doing this for? Men My college this. drink was Jungle Juice. Oh, I love Jungle Juice. Fire. Jungle Juice was fantastic, man. I was always going back to the well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to college parties in high school drinking the Jungle Juice. I was like, this is fantastic. We're getting the fruit chunks. <laughs> right. I'm Buzz Lightyear. This is a good time right here. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why we can't it tastes good and I'm drunk. I won. Exactly. I won. I don't know why people got to take the, I'm a man, though. Well, whatever. I guess. Yeah. And nothing has made me throw up more than hard liquor. Hard liquor yeah. has had me on the toilet. French kissing <laughs> the toilet seat. The hard liquor did it. The crown did that. The tangerine did you. that. The, man, listen. Saki got me because I overdid I've never it, had a problem with. It, it was so smooth, I was drinking it too yeah. much, and then the effects kicked in later, and I was just Oh, yeah, like, sneak up on you. Saki sneaks up on you all the time. Boom. <laughs> when, I, I, when I first started drinking, I didn't know about the sneak up. Oh, man. man. I was like, this oh. don't even work. And I, I kept taking them. Next thing you know, we got up. I was like, here I go. <laughs> wow. Man, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. It, it punched you out of nowhere. Out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Maya, what's your drink of choice? Oh, she got it from the oh, side. VSOP. VSOP. Okay. It's got to be the blue one. Classic. You got the big bottle, too. Is that, is that bottle right. number two since the quarantine? <laughs> well, I had two little bottles, and I went through the little bottles, so now I'm on my emergency big bottle. 
Obliterated. She be doing acid, looking up stuff about Malaysia. That's what she find on this thing. She went on a rabbit hole and she be like, you know what? Let me get on Google. Have all this energy. Let's see. Well, I'm obliterated. She obliterate every website she goes to. She goes right into the computer in her mind, like I'm in Malaysia. Yes, I want to get you the people. real info. The real <laughs> info. Well, I have a question that we need Dr. Brown's professional opinion for because I think that he's gonna know What's up? the real Let's answer to this, the correct answer to this. Which TV dad would be better in this situation, mm. and why? Okay. okay. I like this. I like this. Good question. I already got my answer. I've seen this question, but let, I let him answer. Okay. okay. I have some choices. If you can't think of enough, I have a few oh, down here. Oh, you just here. want me to think of a TV dad? Well, I'll, um, I'll give you some samples, and you can say maybe this one or that one, one you thought of. Uncle okay. Phil, Carl okay. Winslow, James from Good Times, Bernie Mac, Bill Cosby. And then I aged out. So I'm going to say Bernie Mac. Why? Bernie Mac will have his kids... On that routine, Bernie Mac is not putting up with any mess. But at the same time, Bernie Mac is letting you be you as long as it's not destructive or messing up with his day. And he's not going to put up with any trash. So he's going to go to the grocery store. He's getting all the toilet paper. He's getting everything (laughs) your family needs. There's not going to be any problems. And yeah, I think Bernie Mac, the symbol of strength for the family, I think that would be the best compared to the rest. Okay. Tony Keon? What was the question again? Which TV dad for this particular situation? Yeah. As far as I, like... I, it's hard for me to ever rock against Uncle Phil. Because like I never picked James because James was just too hardcore all the time. Like It was just like, relax. I understand. You, y'all struggling in the project. You got a cul-de-sac. You lost your hair. I get it. Your wife has no neck. I get it. I get it. You're going through a lot. But I always felt like, and then Carl Winslow, he was a pushover. Like the way Eddie used to talk to him and then run up the stairs, Eddie should have got his throat snatched out so many times. So I didn't like, but I always felt like Uncle Phil had a healthy balance of like, he would flash on him, but then be there for him. He was funny. He could dance with him, have a good time. But then I feel like he always had the good balance and came from a a more balanced place than the other dads. I feel like the other dads leaned one way or another too much. Okay. I can see that. Um, I feel like, well, with James Evans, I feel like the type of job he would have, he'd be an essential worker. So he would still be working and probably test positive for COVID and then bring it back to us. So then we all got the virus. And then one of us, Michael, would would pass away from the virus because he had asthma. And then we just lost the key because he wouldn't stop working. He's like, I got to work and just intense. And then, uh, you know, um, Carl Winslow, like like Keon said, he he was he was on the softer side. Like I feel like he didn't really have the kids in line like that. You know, Harriet perhaps, but Carl, nah, he really wasn't he really wasn't ruling with an iron fist at all. He was more on the soft, you know, Danny Tanner on the black tip side, yeah. you know. Um now we come to Uncle Phil and Bernie Mac. So Uncle Phil, I feel like um I can't really picture Uncle Phil going out to get the groceries for the house because they had Jeffrey and whatnot. But I feel yeah. like Jeffrey probably would have had to take some time off because, you know, because of the virus. We might not have Jeffrey. Well, I Jeffrey like was Uncle a living. He was a living. Was he yeah, a living? But they, yeah. But they probably had to separate themselves from Jeffrey in the house. Why? Mm-hmm. They all live there. They're, that's family. They but don't he's have a greater to... risk because he's 65. I'm guessing he was 65. I don't 
I, I wouldn't want Jeffrey around in the COVID nineteen yeah. uh, onslaught. And probably would you, he cares would you about ship his own family. Would you ship him back to England? Because Jeffrey <laughs> no, had his own family. Did he, not? he could probably live in the pool house. The yeah, pool house Jeffrey, continent. Jeffrey had a son that he didn't know about till later. Oh, Jeffrey, wild out here. Yeah, so he uh, Jeffrey, but his only other option would have been going back to England. And I don't know if he had people out there. Like the banks hmm. were his family. Yeah. Hmm. Storm in the pool. I don't know, but the thing about Bernie Mac that makes him dope is that he don't take no crap from these kids. He holds the porch down. He's savvy with with the now. He was savvy. He's got the camera working. I feel like he could he could buy stuff online. He could still work from home. (laughs) Like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he could get a lot more done. Still being a dad. Still doing his thing, doing comedy online, doing Zooms. And like, you know, I feel like he could do all of that and still hold the porch down. So I'm going to go with Bernie Mac in these times. Okay. Yeah. Bernie Mac seems to be the favorite for our audience. If you have a favorite TV dab for right now, please leave it in the comment section below. Oh, we left Cliff out. Yeah. We left Cliff yeah. out. Oh, Bill, oh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. He, yeah, he's, he's a, a doctor. He got to go to work. Yeah, he's, oh, he's definitely he's definitely yeah. at work. Yeah, that's true. You know who's an underrated dad, and we Ooh. never talk about him in our community because he was white. But the dad of Corey Corey's dad on Family Matters. I mean, not Family Matters. Uh, Boy Meets World, Boy Meets World. was a dope ass dad. It was a good dad. Yeah, it was cool. He was a dope, and he don't get talked about because you know we don't bring him up. <laughs> But like he I remember when dad. Corey and Topanga was getting married and they had got married and he told them not to. And they got married. They was living in his apartment, having all these problems. He was like, Dad, you're supposed to take care of me. He was like, you're a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to do this. You decided you man up and you take care of your wife. I was like, OK. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he was a good dad. Man. He cut Eric no slack. He raised Sean. Like he was a good dad. Mm-hmm. He was a good dad. But he he's was a essential worker dad. as well. He worked at a grocery store, so he... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely... Yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was a good dad, man. Corey was whiny as hell. He got on my nerves the older he got, but... Yeah, they both dad, got worse the older they got. Man, though. Eric was like, became an idiot. Dude. I was like, why are you so dumb all of a sudden? They made him too dumb. I was like... <laughs> he was too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us, man? I like that question. That was good. Okay. We have some audience questions. Oh, beautiful. Let's do it. The illest cheek clapper live writes. <laughs> she's the illest. Wow. The I need to see her YouTube. Improvement. I love it. <laughs> she says, my friend was lamenting about how she had let her daughter go stay with her boyfriend and his family for quarantine because she knew her staying home would cause her to become depressed. She's mm. 17. Would you have ever allowed your st- child to stay there, stay at their SO's house, or vice versa? How would you handle mental illness in your children during quarantine? That's a good question. Um, it's an unfortunate situation that a lot of people are going through nowadays. Um, people that had depression pre-COVID and developed it now. Um, so specifically when it comes to her question, um, there are services that are available. A lot of, if she was in therapy or seeing a psychiatrist, a lot of these offices have converted to telepsych offices where kind of what I was describing with my wife earlier, similar services where they can still prescribe medications if needed. They can have talk therapy. Um, there's some applications out there and I sent them to the links to Maya um, for like uh, mindfulness and meditation and daily exercise, things that have been proven and studied to um, decrease depression in individuals who have it or could uh, have risk factors of developing it. 
Um, so those things are available. Specifically with that situation, um, there's no good answer. I'm going to be honest. If it's the environment which will keep your daughter the safest, meaning there's not any essential workers in the house, or I don't know the situation that that person is going through right now that made the daughter go to that house, but you have to weigh out the health um, that takes priority, unfortunately. But there are things that are available. Um, there's a lot of resources. And again, there's some other resources that uh, I haven't mentioned that um, your daughter and you could use um, that are online and free. Those will be oh. at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, what was the situation? So did she have her go live with her boyfriend because she was getting on her nerves? Or yeah, was well, it for the daughter? The yeah. yeah. What was it? It seems to be that for the daughter's sake, she went to stay with her boyfriend. Not because it was getting on her mother's nerves. Oh, her but- boyfriend. I no, the, the mom's the, boyfriend. No, the daughter. The daughter went to stay with her boyfriend. Oh. It sounds like just a 17-year-old, I'm sick of your shit. Yeah, this might be mama put your foot down moment, and you're going to... Yeah, mama, you know. we'll go live with him then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. don't come back here when you had that baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening. She's going to get pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hot in these streets right now. Like, there's going to be a lot of COVID babies. I don't think I would. I don't think I would do that. That's like throwing them to the wolves. There's no yeah. way she's not gonna get pregnant. There's just That's no what way. I'm saying. That's too much time together. No, no not at I'm 17. Not. Hormones yeah. raging. You stupid. No. They yeah. gotta. They gotta be. I have to go over to the other house and see how they living. Oh, y'all sleeping in the living room, and it's got to be eight <laughs> other people in a one bedroom house, meaning that they'll never be alone ever in this crib. But that ain't gonna be the case. So no, you can't stay nah, with your boyfriend. Nah, you just gonna have to tough it up. Yeah, we just we just gonna have the box. It is what it is. But you, I'm not <laughs> I'm not feeding you. No, exactly. That's too big a risk. Definitely. And then when it's over, like you're left on the hook to help. You know your yep. daughter, and now your granddaughter. She come back, man. Exactly. Listen. Yeah, you out. know how hard it is to give somebody freedom and then take it back like that. <laughs> hmm. But at my yeah. boyfriend's house, I could do. Well, you ain't at your boyfriend. I hate you. Like, I, it's just yeah. like she's almost yeah. out. She's seventeen. She's like, yeah. Just waited out That's another true. year, and then you can do exactly. what you want. You go do what you want to do. Exactly. But seventeen, bring your ass here. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah, agreed. I know at seventeen, if I wouldn't wouldn't stay with my girlfriend, I'm all in there. <laughs> I'd have had 18 kids in 17. I'd have had 18 kids. And her mama kids. wouldn't even admit, because like he said, like Tony said, you don't know other people's homes. In that situation, mm-hmm. my, my girl mom would have been like, oh, y'all can sleep in. She, she wouldn't have gave a damn. Because some parents truly don't care what their kids be doing. Some they kids don't. can smash on the same bed as their mom. Full smash. <laughs> Mama's like, stop rocking the bed so much, y'all. I'm asleep still. And turn back <laughs> over. <laughs> they just super laid back about that. But nah, man. Mm-mm. Yeah, you got to be safe out here. Like birth control and contraception, all this stuff's getting bought up a lot. So it's good, but also... Oh, it is? They actually buying be... it? Yeah. A lot of people. All right. I respect people. it. Yeah. People have got too comfortable with raw these days. Like the comfort, oh, the, the lack of fear with AIDS <laughs> and stuff. Like, because for a minute, everybody was so afraid of AIDS, people were strapping up. And then Magic was like, nah, we good. And everybody was like, all right, <laughs> back exactly. to this raw. <laughs> it's true. The and, HIV, and, a, and a lot of people found out that, you know, it's harder for women to give it to men. So it was like, oh, 
Yeah. Okay then, and then they just go in <laughs> wrong. Yeah, so they like, in. Let me get in this mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> well, I'll take my chance. <laughs> yeah, man. Out here, yeah, a lot of people are uh, surviving a lot longer with HIV and the medications and all these things. So the way they advertise people, commercials, yeah. they'd be like, "Just take this pill, you fine." People yeah, like, mm-hmm. all right. They yeah. live in their life in these commercials yeah. too. And then during the fast talk, it's like doesn't protect you from any other type of yeah. STIs. And <laughs> they be laying that in and yeah. They be giving it like twisted too. They be saying it fast. I be like, I hear what you're saying. I heard everything you said. But yeah, you got another question, Mark? I had a question for Donald actually. If he could share with the audience, so you're a black doctor. Your wife is a black doctor. Yep, your dad's yep. a black doctor, and your sister's a black doctor. Oh, my, mom is. my mom is, and she's your a doctor of education. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for our viewers out there, how would you encourage parents who want their kids to become doctors but don't necessarily have the resources themselves? How would they help their children become doctors? It's a great okay. question. Good question. Um, I would say I'm just using my personal experience and what my parents did for me. Um develop that routine like I mentioned early early so when I came home I always had to do my homework um I had to try my best there was no slacking off my parents were on me 24 7 in regards to that but they also rewarded me when I did do well so it wasn't like I was like out here just being beaten for not getting good grades it was like yeah good good grades good things happen so doing that Um, And also during the summer, there's a lot of camps and programs that you can keep your kids interested. Um, Not just like every summer, just goofing off, having fun, even though those summers are important, but also developing a skill. There are some camps I went to that were like engineering camps, science camps. I went to space camp a couple of times, just something that just develops your imagination, develops your perspective. You're around more people. So you're comfortable around more people. Unfortunately, there aren't a lot of black males, black people in general in medicine. So you're going to be around people who look different than you. So it's important for you to be able to work with individuals who don't look the same way you do. Um, And that helped me. And also being away from home. So a lot of summers I went to colleges and for the entire summer and I would come back and, you know, first I would hate it, but then I wouldn't want to leave. So when I went away for college, I'm from Michigan and I went to New Orleans across the country, but I was comfortable in being away from college because I got that experience. So you're going to have a lot of time in medicine where you are studying, where you're away from family, when you're away from other obligations. And unfortunately, you have to miss some birthdays, you have to miss parties, but you have to be comfortable doing those things. It takes a lot of time and dedication. So when you develop those things early, you know, you'll be good to go and you'll be prepared for when you do go through med school and residency and all these other things. I was about to ask you about that because me and Tony talk about how much we hated school all the time, yeah. especially like developing good study habits. So you feel like your study habits was developed as a kid or like being down because I just didn't want to do none of it. Like, yeah. was it, I guess what I'm asking is, it, was it something you were already into or did you develop it? It was, it was something I was kind of into. So um, I always liked to read when I was younger. So I was like read every single Goosebumps book. I was like low key, like a <laughs> that's dope. Wolverine right there. Wolverine. Who are you? Who are you? Oh, you have to talk in your Wolverine voice. Uh-uh. He's like, I'm Wolverine. Ah, Logan. That's what's up. That's funny, Young, young man Logan. Young man Logan, that's funny. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so I used to like to read. My parents used to buy me books and things like that and just kind of developing that, reading to me, um, just the love of education. My mom had a PhD in education, so she was a mm. teacher. She was a principal, so that kind oh, of helped okay, yeah. develop me as well. But for those who don't like school or don't like certain things, it's it's harder, <laughs> obviously, um, but try to find the best way that you can learn, whether it be visual, whether it be books and Mm-hmm. so on and so forth a lot of teachers out here are trying new ways to teach because now in this digital age a lot of us don't have the attention spans to sit down and read an entire chapter of a book or something like that so they're switching up the ways that um, they learn so there's resources out here for parents um, also included for my um, some resources to help with learning and teaching especially in these times that kind of help develop um, that learning that that sense of wanting to get out and learn and wanting to get out and do well and Aspiring to be something. On on the financial tip, uh, you got academic scholarships. Yeah, so I got a, okay. um, I got a full ride to undergrad and full uh, tuition for med school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Were, did you ever feel the pressure to you know? Because that's a lot of pressure. Like you know, oh, if yeah. you have a bad semester. The money's off the table. <laughs> so did, did that pressure, like, you know, make you like, all right, I got I to gotta buckle down. Even though you already had the tools to do your own studying and your own work ethic when it comes to school, yeah. did that added pressure of you could lose this scholarship fuel <laughs> you in the classroom? It did. Um, so actually, I would say I'm like the worst type of student. I'm, I'm the procrastinator. So I'm the person that can read something once. Day before the test, I'm knocking it out. I'm getting an A, next subject, move on. So <laughs> I was a class clown. I was a person talking in class. I had a lot of friends, and but I would also do well. So, oh, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> All day. And I, still I can't say I would that. always do yeah. well, but I always did what you <laughs> oh, said. Though. Yeah, confidence. Confidence stuff, going into stuff that I case. cared about, I did well. That other stuff, it was... <laughs> When astronomy, I, I got an A, man. I'm proud of that A in astronomy, man. <laughs> Killed it in astronomy because I was I was interested. Yeah. So <laughs> it just depends on the person. Um, for me, it was easy um, to do that, but it did cause that extra stress. And there were times I was like, oh, damn, I need to really focus and buckle down. And let me get that extra credit. Let me go to the teacher. What do I need to do? Like, I was that guy mm-hmm. to try to maintain yeah. that A average because I knew what the goal was. I knew I wanted to be a doctor early. And my sister mm. being a doctor, she's older than me. I knew what it took to get there. So really had to buckle yeah. down. But, and you know. I, I want, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, man. Oh, but uh, just me, just as a person, like, I I wouldn't say I, I'm trying to see how to word this. Like, when, when pressure is on, I tend to get, like, a little bit more relaxed. Like, I'm not a person that's, mm. like, going 100% one way. Like, I try to, like, take a step back. If I'm not feeling it, I'm just going to. Like take a quick nap, get all these emotions out of my head because you're not going to learn and then wake up refreshed and hit the ground running. So okay. that's how I really deal with pressure. So I have a question now just based on now that we have a little of your history. Yeah. History, huh? Uh, <laughs> so do you feel like now, do you want to have kids? Yeah, we do. So um, do you feel like your the groundwork has been laid already like your parents are doctors, your sister's doctor, you're a doctor, you married a doctor. Do you feel like your kids, they are set up to win? I mean, like I, the, the groundwork's been laid from generations and different people in the family. <laughs> They're going to come from a family. It's like, this is all we know is how to be great. So, I mean, that's my hope. 
again, like, I don't know how my sons or daughters will want to be when they grow up. I'm the person like you could be a doctor, but also be what you want to be as long as, you know, you're sufficient and it's something you love to do and you're not out here struggling. So I'm going to try to put an environment like that around my kids. I'm going to have them open to new perspectives. I'm going to get them out of their comfort zones, do things like that. And wherever they land, they land. But, you know, my wife and I, we're very open-minded people. We like different things. We like to try a lot of things. So we want to put that on our kids and hopefully they come out the other side, you know, successful. Yes. And I, I like that you stress the importance, without even stressing it, you just, the importance of like camps and like doing stuff and going outside of the comfort zone. Like, cause I'm sure your, your parents made you go to like a camp that you, man, I don't want to go to this. Yeah. You're going anyway. You like, and then you get exactly. there and it's like, man, this was a great yeah, it's time. It's a good time. Exactly. And like all the camps that I've been involved in and have uh, gone to, initially I go in like, man, it's going to be trash. I would have a great time almost every time, you know, so, uh, the benefits of that are just like crazy, like oh yeah, you know, uh, you just, the importance of that. Yeah, you just learn like more about zone. yourself. Like you learn mm. more about what you like, what you don't like, away from that comfort zone that you're used to. If you're a person that's always in the house or always around your set of friends, like now you don't right. have any of that, and now you're mm. forced. You could be a completely different person, or you could be the same person. You can choose whatever you want to project to other people around you during those camps. So yeah. you could trial and error certain things about yourself and you learn more about yourself. So it'd be pretty dope. Was you in Nesby? Nesby? Yeah. What's that? National Society of Black Engineers. Oh, no, no. no. I wasn't. Nah. <laughs> I slid up in, I slid up in that group because my, uh, my major was secondary education science at the time. Okay. So I was eligible to, to get up in Nesby and then, uh, so I was in there. I changed my major to social studies so I was kind of a fraud after that. But, <laughs> When we went to we went to California, it was the first time I ever flew. And then, you know, we went to Disneyland, man. Had oh, the time of my life. Snuck into a common concert. I lied and said I was part of a, a media staff that was doing a report on uh <laughs> common. Got in for the free. I was like, man. Oh, yes. Ingenuity yeah. right there. Do you have a pen man, and paper? Listen. Like what you have on you? I had like a, I had my lanyard from the Nesby joint, but they didn't know what okay. the hell they were looking at. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm writing articles. Uh, I'm reviewing like the concerts as part of the conference and all of this. They was like, oh, well, let me see what I can do. We got in there. I was like, <gasps> I felt like the man because like, yeah. I smuggled, I smuggled yeah. me and my crew in on the free at the House of Blues. Who That's was dope. doing this? It's like, dope. Tony, what can we get you? A pack man. of Smirnoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up. Let's me go. And my, me and my bunch Smirnoffs. Man. Let's go. Epic. Well, <laughs> I, hey, man, listen. We're going to have to have you back on here. Yeah, that was fun. Let's do it, uh, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, because you was good and you was not bored. That's the key. That's what I try uh, to be. Not boring. Man. That was my goal. <laughs> and we could go to you for the hard hitting. We could say our ridiculousness and then we yeah. go to you for the professional angle. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, definitely want to have you because I got more questions about your future plans for the, okay. for the yeah. children now. Yeah, definitely down yeah, so to talk we, about it. Let me know. We're going to be bugging you, man. We're going to be bugging you. Let's do uh, it. But thank you so much. Uh, do you want people to reach you anywhere or where they can find you or yeah. anything like that? So um, if people want to reach me, you can go to my Instagram, um, D-E-E-B-E-E underscore deuce. That's D is in dog, E-E, B is in boy, E-E underscore deuce. Um, and my email is dbrown1374 at gmail.com. So any questions, anything, DM me, hit me up. More than happy to answer. Boom. Um, 
I won't be at a city near you anytime soon, guys. Um, but, you know, I'll still be here on my pages and stuff. TonyBakerComedy.com. Tony Baker Comedy on everything. Tony Baker Comedy on Call of Duty on PS4, man. Pull up. I'm out <laughs> <What's> here. <laughs> so, uh, Keon Poli on everything. Same. Uh, nothing's really changed. Uh, oh, no. You know what? I did. I had a special I shot in 2011 that I That's never it. released. Uh, and I just put it out. Uh, go to my website. It's up there. You can go grab it. Uh, it's it's old as hell. All right. It's old as hell. But for the reviews, I was actually nervous about putting it out because I'd only been doing comedy for a little bit. But the reviews back to me was like, you, we couldn't tell. So... Hey, uh, go check that out. I just put that out, and uh, that's the only thing new I got going on. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, All of Dr. Donald's links are going to be at the bottom. So if anyone's interested in getting some resources to help them through this COVID quarantine, it's all going to be down there. And can I just say one more thing, guys? Um, Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me again. And, you know, we are out here, um, you know, doing what we can during this, you know, uh, pandemic but at the same time, I just want to thank you guys, uh, Tony, Keon, Maya, and everyone else in your industry for bringing some kind of entertainment, laugh, joy to our day-to-day lives. It's needed, um, and we want you to continue doing it. So please go out and support every single person who was entertaining us, who was there to lift up our days and with anything that you can do. Thank you uh, for your like professional it. opinion. Yeah, it's my, it's my absolute We're needed, pleasure. people. It's my absolute pleasure to be doing this. Absolutely. And it's sanitary. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> All right. If y'all got any questions for us, ask us in the YouTube section, uh, in the comment section on YouTube. Ask us. We'll tackle them on the show. We're going to be answering more audience questions from here yeah. on out. So ask away, y'all. No matter how ridiculous, let's get it going. Let's do it. And yeah. booty right. clapper, we need to see a YouTube. Cheeks. <laughs> Cheeks. <laughs> Cheeks clapper. Cheeks clapper. Cheeks clapper live. Oh, live. Live. Oh, I'm not, not doing be no confused. members only thing. No, right? no pre recorded <laughs> claps and slaps. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out here. All right. Bye. All right. Take care.